0: Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you that it is living and powerful and that these words of Jesus and the Sermon on the Mount, they have been so helpful already to us that we have spent a number of weeks now looking at what he said so long ago and we've spent a number of weeks just taking his prayer that he taught to his disciples line by line and we have profited from your word. Lord, we pray that we may profit again today that we may be helped greatly, that you may speak through me, that I may not speak with error, but I may speak with truth, that you may use me as a vessel in your hands this morning to communicate to this people gathered here. They may be strengthened in the faith and may honour and glorify you all the more through listening to your word preached. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I think we all know what it means to be tempted, what temptations are. Uh, Those times when you uh, see something or hear about something or even it rises in your mind where you are desiring to sin. You haven't sinned yet but the desire is there and so uh, certain things can be around us and the temptation is in those things that we will then commit sin. Uh, One of the biggest temptations for me comes with food that I will uh, want to eat more than I should, that I will be gluttonous uh, when there is a lot of food around. And so uh, we, Jill and I, we would like to go to the pizza hut and to um, these places that have all-you-can-eat food and it is really dangerous for me to go to those places because you pay and then you're allowed to consume as much as you can. And I can eat a fair bit and I will just keep on eating and eating and eating and uh, I, I won't stop. I will, uh, particularly Pizza Hut with pizza, dessert bar, I just keep going and going. And so the Pizza Hut is a big temptation for me and we actually made a decision in our marriage that we would not go actively ourselves to, there was one out at Campbelltown where we used to live, that we would not go there. If people invited us there, we would go, but we just Her and me, we used to do it when we first got married, we just don't go anymore because Joel would eat way too much and the temptation is just too strong when you say you can eat as much as you want. We all recognise that temptation is something we struggle with. There are many temptations in our lives and so then it is right that Jesus would speak about temptation. It is something we come into contact with all the time and so he wants to address that in the Lord's Prayer. It is something that we should be praying about. We've been looking at the Lord's Prayer for a number of weeks now and we've come to this last line which is in verse 13. Matthew chapter 6 verse 13 on page 960 of the Black Church Pew Bibles says, and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. And that's what we're going to be looking at this morning, this line in the Lord's Prayer, this last line, lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. And to do so I posed three questions about the text that arise as I was studying this this week, uh, preparing for this sermon. My first question is, what does it mean that God leads us into temptation? What does it mean that God leads us into temptation? Because this line causes a lot of people trouble. If we actually sit and think about the line, it's saying, lead us not into temptation, it causes people trouble. Why? Because it sounds like God, if we don't pray, lead us not into temptation, it sounds like God would actively take us and tempt us. He would want us to sin. He would put us in a situation. He would be tempting us. And that doesn't gel well with our understanding of God and sin. We know that His character is a righteous character. He does not like sin. Why would he want us to sin? And the other reason is, of course, if we know our Bibles well enough, we know that it says God doesn't tempt anyone. That passage that we read from James, James chapter one, verse 13, James 1, verse 13. It says, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. God doesn't tempt people. So why is this text saying that we should pray, lead us not into temptation, when it sounds like God would put us into temptation if we don't pray against it. It sounds like God does tempt us by this this passage from Matthew chapter 6. Well, people try to solve the problem in a number of ways. Uh, Two uh, common ones. is The first one is that uh, the word tempt can also mean test. It can mean trial. So it means that there's not necessarily sin or evil associated with the test. So when the Pharisees come to Jesus and give him questions, the same word that's been translated temptation here is used for when they come and say, "We want." Um, the Pharisees came to test Jesus. That same word. So it could be translated "tempt." They came to tempt Jesus. And so some people say it, it doesn't mean that God is putting us into an evil situation. He's not wanting us, He's not. He's just testing us, like God tested Abraham. He's not. Te- uh, he's not wanting us to sin. But I don't think that's correct because the next part of the, the petition, uh, verse 13, says, but deliver us from the evil one. Evil is associated with this temptation. There's an evil that is coming with the temptation. And so I don't think we can just say it should be translated trial or test, that the, the translations we have here are incorrect. It should be, and lead us not into trial but deliver us from the evil one. I don't think that's correct. The other possibility is that it's like saying something in a negative way to make a positive point uh, so that it doesn't actually mean God would ever lead us into temptation. He's always leading us away, but it's, it's like we're just saying the negative thing to make a positive. It, it would never happen. It's kind of like when a husband says to his wife, never leave me. And they may be in such a healthy relationship that it's not even a remote possibility that the wife will leave. She won't leave. She'll stay. But he says, never leave me. Uh, She will never leave me to prove the point that she will always stay around. And so the point is being made that God will always lead us into righteousness uh, by saying this thing negatively. Now, I think that's a bit of a stretch as well. I, I don't think that sort of fits the text, even though one of my favourite theologians pushes that view. Um, I've uh, rejected it. So what's the answer? What does it mean that God leads us into temptation? How do we resolve this problem? Well, I think Spurgeon has it right. Um, he, he, wasn't on, he, he was kind of on his own at some points there. I read quite a lot of commentaries this week on this text but I think he has it right when he says the text does not say do not tempt us. It says do not lead us into temptation. The key word is lead God doesn't lead us, uh, that God leads us into temptation, he doesn't actually tempt us. There's a vast difference between leading and actually tempting someone. And so this means then God doesn't tempt you to sin and that's right because he is a righteous person, he doesn't want us to sin, he doesn't tempt us and that fits with that text in James where it says no one should say that God is tempting me. But God does lead us into conflicts with temptation. And the best way of understanding this is the illustration of a battlefield. When a king leads his soldier out onto a battlefield, he's not actually um, wanting the, the soldier to get hurt. He's wanting the soldier to do a battle with the evil that is there. The enemy is there. They're wanting to fight. And so he puts his soldier out there. Now, because the enemy is there, doesn't mean the king is responsible for the enemy that is wanting to kill his soldier. But the king leads the soldier out there not to be wounded but to advance his kingdom against the evil one. And so that's what God does. He leads us out onto the battlefield to do battle with the evil one and that's what he does when he leads us into temptation. And so it means that God isn't the one tempting us. The evil one, the devil, Satan, he is the one tempting us. God is leading us into a situation where we are going to be tempted just as a soldier is led onto a battlefield. And he does it for our good. As God does everything, he does these things for his good. He always looks after his soldiers. But then we say, well, how does being tempted work for our good? How does going out onto the battlefield where we can be seriously injured, where we may sin, how does that work for our good? Why would God Put us into a situation of temptation? Why would he lead us there in the first place? Well there's a couple of reasons that I can think of as to why would God would let us be tempted, why he would lead us into temptation. Firstly it strengthens us for future temptations. When we are tempted and we survive and we come back and then we get another temptation we are, we are stronger ready for the next temptation like a soldier on a battlefield If you've had a lot of battle experience, you're a better soldier. You're ready for the next battle. The worst thing you can do in a war is have all fresh recruits going out fighting. You've got to have experienced soldiers there. And so as we battle with temptation after temptation, we are stronger Christians. God leads us into temptation so that we are stronger, so that we can resist future temptations much more easily. It also drives us to prayer. For God to lead us into temptation, that's one of the benefits of being tempted, is uh, whenever anything drives you to prayer, that's a good thing. Uh, we, we need to pray more and so when we experience these temptations, we should automatically be praying, Lord help me in this situation. And so that makes us more powerful in prayer and that's a good thing. One of the other good things about being tempted is that it makes us homesick for heaven. I'm becoming more and more aware of this as I become um, older in the faith that I I really should be more and more homesick for heaven. We as Western Christians, we experience so many blessings from God in this life that sometimes we think we'd like to stay around. Don't take me yet, O Lord. But when we experience temptation after temptation after temptation, we really start to want to go to that place where we will not be tempted anymore, where Satan is no longer there, where there are no more battles to be fought. We want to be in heaven. And so the temptations work for our good in putting our hearts to desire where they should be. We should desire heaven itself. And then lastly, it also encourages us um, to encourage others in their temptations. If we have experienced a temptation and we've resisted, we've stood firm, then we are better equipped to encourage people how they can resist the same temptation. So we can help our fellow soldiers. That's what you want on the battlefield. You want we always welcome fresh recruits to go to battle, but there should be experienced soldiers amongst them, helping them, telling them what you can and can't do in certain situations so that you will stand firm against temptation. So temptations can work for our good. And once we understand that, we can say what James says about temptations. He says about trials and temptations. That passage, James chapter 1, that we read earlier as well, he speaks a lot about temptations in that passage. So I thought it was good to have it as a second reading this morning. James chapter 1, verse 2. James 1, 2, page 1196, if you've got a black church Bible. James 1, verse 2. He says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. That word trial, remember, that's the same word tempt there. Because you know that the testing, the tempting of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Temptation is something, he says, consider It as pure joy when God tests us. When he leads you into temptation, consider it pure joy. It's kind of like the whole um, understanding that we had of suffering earlier in this Sermon on the Mount, that we're meant to rejoice when people persecute us. It's a terrible thing, but we're meant to rejoice in it when it comes. And it's the same with temptation. We need to rejoice in it, even though it leads us to want to sin. So that's the first main point, That uh, addressing that question of what does it mean that God leads us into temptation. got to remember, he doesn't tempt us. He leads us there, and he leads us there for our good, but he doesn't tempt us. The second question is, if temptations are helpful, why then does Jesus ask us to pray that God would not lead us into temptation? Why do we pray against it? Why do we pray, don't lead us into temptation, O God? if it's going to be for our good. Well, a couple of reasons why Jesus would instruct us to pray against temptation. Firstly, uh, you pray that God won't lead you into temptation because temptations do hurt. They do hurt you. To resist temptation can really hurt. And we see that clearly with Jesus when he is tempted by Satan. He is taken out into the wilderness. He is there 40 days without food, fasting and what does the devil tell him to do, Tempts him to do is to make bread out of stones. Now I can't go for a day without food let alone several days without food. Jesus has been with 40 days and then he is tempted to make bread. How he would have resisted the pain that it took to say no, I'm still going to deprive my body of bread is incredible. It would have really, really hurt to resist that. It would have hurt his body. And it's the same when he's going to the cross. He doesn't want to go. He's 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 feeling the anguish and the pain. He does go because that is his father's will. And then it becomes his will. But it was painful for him to go through resisting the temptation to say, no, I'm not going to go to the cross. It really hurt. He bore the guilt of us upon him. He bore the pain, the physical suffering, so that he could stand firm against the temptation to not go to the cross. Temptations hurt us if we are to stand firm and resist them. So we should not want them. And that's why Jesus says, pray, lead us not into temptation. They hurt and we don't want to hurt We want that place, that heaven, where we will be pain free. There will be no more suffering. Another reason that Jesus wants us to pray that God won't lead us into temptation is because it's a prayer that we often don't like to pray. Why don't we like to pray, lead us not into temptation? Well, because we like to be independent. We like to be proud people who don't rely on God to help us resist the temptation. We may even be happy to say, Jesus, you can save me from my sins. Jesus, you can pray the the previous line, give us today our daily bread. You can provide my daily bread. But now that you've provided my physical needs, now that you've forgiven me for my sins, I can take it from here. I can resist the temptations. I can make a stand for God. You've done so much, I can do it from now on. And so we don't like to pray this prayer. We don't think, that we need God. We like in our pride to think that we've got temptation covered and we don't need his help. And it may be even the sense of a, a soldier who is naive enough to think, bring the battle on. I want the temptation. I want to make a stand. I'll show you that I can do it. And it's all about him and he wants it. And that's just a stupid soldier. A soldier should never be crying out for war. He should not be wanting to start a war just so he can have a battle and strengthen himself up. No. And that shouldn't be the way that we act. We shouldn't be so naive to think that we can stand firm when a battle comes. So we need humility. We need to think that we aren't powerful enough to withstand temptations. That we need God's help is this you? Is, are you someone that when a temptation comes along, you don't think about praying to God for help? You just start to resist yourself. You start to think about, how do I overcome this temptation? How do I flee it? Without ever praying, Lord, help me. Deliver me from this temptation. Are you too proud to ask God for his help? To remember the words of our Lord who says, pray lead us not into temptation? See, pride is that thing that is always there and always trying to exalt ourselves up and to bring God down that we don't need him as much as we do. We want to think that we are okay ourselves. And this is the reason people don't become Christians. If you're not a Christian and you're here this morning, is that the reason you've never never become a Christian? because you think you are good enough, because you in your pride believe that there is nothing God can do for you, that you don't need to be saved from your sins, you're okay. You're going to be able to do enough good works to get yourself into heaven. If that is you, if you're a non-Christian and you're here this morning and you're trusting in yourself, in your own ability to save yourself from your sins, then stop doing that. Don't trust in your pride because it's not good enough. God will condemn you for it. You need outside help. You need the Lord Jesus Christ and his death on the cross to save you. And then you need the Lord Jesus Christ to help you every day to resist temptations. If you've never said sorry for your sins to God, if you've never put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, Do so this morning. Ask him for help. Humble yourself before God. Confess your sins to him and repent and believe in him. The other reason, last reason why Jesus would want us to pray that God won't lead us into temptation is because messing with the battlefield, messing around with temptations on the battlefield can lead to serious injury. It's hard work standing firm. It's hard to admit that we need God. And lastly, it's also likely to do you serious injury. We as Christians, we still have a sinful nature that is there always conflicting with the spirit in our hearts and we are likely to sin at the drop of a hat, let alone when a temptation comes along, when a really alluring temptation comes. We are likely to do it and to be hurt, and to be even seriously hurt, maybe even to the point of killing our faith altogether. People who continually fall into temptation show that they aren't true believers. If you're falling into temptation after temptation, you're sinning again and again, you're showing signs that the Holy Spirit isn't at work in your heart, that you aren't overcoming the sin, And it puts serious questions about your faith, about your standing before God. The biggest examples of this, of someone who fell into temptation and did serious damage, serious wounds to themselves, is people like David and his son, King Solomon. King David, who had been so faithful to God in fighting the Lord's battles, in being gracious towards Saul, who was oppressing him, He was gracious to him again and again. God gave him so much and then one day he looks down from a rooftop, sees a beautiful woman bathing, the temptation is there and he gets that woman, commits adultery with her, murders her husband and his whole family disintegrates. You see after that Absalom, his son, serious problems there. Amnon and Tamar, serious problems which leads to Absalom. Uh, And then uh, when Solomon takes the throne, serious problems there. Just this family disintegration as he was tempted to commit adultery. And the same with his son Solomon. He had many, many wives. 600 wives, 300 concubines. What did they lead him to do? All those wives, all that temptation around the place. They were foreign wives and they led him at the end of his life a man with the greatest wisdom of the world who wrote the book of proverbs with such powerful wisdom i just the book of proverbs it's one of those books that is so hard to read because there's just so much meat there that man so many wives so much temptation led him at the end of his life to offer sacrifices to foreign gods He worshipped other gods as a result of those temptations. And so we wonder about Solomon and what happened at the end of his life. It kind of finishes off in Kings and you don't really find out what else happened. Some people believe Lamentations is written by him as his final sort of cry out to God. Um, it's, It's hard to know what happened to him. And that could be you. You could be faithful all the way through. And then strong temptations come along and you fall in such a way that you may not lose your faith altogether. You may still be saved. I expect to see Solomon in heaven. I expect to see David in heaven. But you do serious damage to your own faith and to the influence that you have on those around you. We should not want temptations. We should want to pray this prayer Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Temptations can seriously wound us if we fall into the sin. So we've seen that uh, what it means to be tempted—that uh, God leads us into temptation. We've also seen uh, why we should pray it if, it if it works for our good at times. Why should we pray against it? My last point, my last question that I want to add, uh, answer, the third question is what do I do if God leads me into temptation? Okay? So you've prayed this prayer but God's chosen to put you into temptation and he often does. He gives us temptations all the time. What help can I give you this morning when those temptations come along, those strong temptations, what help can I give you to resist those? Well, remember the comfort that God provides for the tempted. The main comfort that he provides is that you're not alone. He reminds us that we're not alone. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 speaks very specifically about this. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, page 1135, 1135, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13, a wonderful verse. It's a good verse to remember whenever you're tempted. 1,135. It reminds us that people, other Christians, have experienced the same temptations. That's one thing it reminds us of. Verse 13. 1 Corinthians 10.13. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. You are not alone. Other Christians... Even the very best of Christians have experienced those temptations as well. You are not a lone soldier. There are soldiers with you and there are soldiers who have done the same battles and come through unscathed. And the greatest example is of course Jesus Christ. He too was tempted. You are there with Jesus Christ when the Satan is tempting you He's doing the same thing to you that he did to the Lord Jesus Christ. You are not alone. Remember that as a comfort, that other people have experienced the same temptation and stood firm, Jesus being the greatest example. He never sinned. He experienced temptation but he never sinned and we should follow his example. The other comfort is of course that we're not alone in the sense that God is there helping us. God helps us. He protects us in temptation. He leaves us there, but he's there with us. It says in verse 13, No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. He is there making sure it doesn't go too far. That you don't go so far in the battlefield that you're going to actually get wounded. He makes sure that it doesn't go too far. And the last sentence of that verse, but when you are tempted he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. He is there, you are not alone. Remember that when you are tempted to sin. And then how do you resist? A couple of tips on how to resist. You remember you're not alone. The other thing is avoid being alone in the sense of being a lone ranger Christian. Don't They're foolish people. Be committed to other Christians. Be committed to a local church. Make friends with other Christians so that they can help you when you are tempted. They can pray for you. They can encourage you how they have withstood the same temptations. That's what the gift of God is to us, this local church, that you can meet other Christians. You can be encouraged to resist temptation. If you're off on your own as a Christian, you will fall when temptations come along because you haven't got that support network that you so badly need you need to be committed with other christians and you need to take action against your temptations you need to armor up if you're going into the spiritual battlefield of temptation put on the full armor of god as it says in ephesians 6 make sure you armor up and the the most powerful thing is of course the sword which is the word of God, the Bible itself. This is your sword against temptation. And you see Jesus doing it so well on the battlefield. He is there tempted by Satan and what does he keep saying to Satan? He keeps speaking scripture at him. He keeps quoting the Bible at Satan and resisting through quoting scripture. Know your Bibles and resist When Satan tempts you and says, why don't you do this? It'll be okay. You say, God has outlawed that. He says, I cannot. And that will make the devil flee. He doesn't like having scripture quoted at him. And be much in prayer. That's another tip against resisting temptation. Pray this prayer. Deliver us from the evil one. And flee occasions of sin. If there is a temptation and it's in a particular location, get out. Joseph is the classic example in the Old Testament. Potiphar's wife is trying to seduce him, wanting him to sleep with her. What does he do? He runs even so fast that his robe gets caught and he doesn't go back for it. He actually leaves it in her hand. She holds on to it and so he runs out without clothes on. He is that keen to get out of the situation that he doesn't go back for his jacket which then causes later problems, but God is involved in all of that and working for his good as well. We need to run from temptation, particularly if it's in a a location. It's the easiest thing to do is flee. And that's what I did with the pizza hut. I said, I can't go back to that place. I will just consume too much pizza, too much ice cream if I keep going to that place. It is a bad place for me to go. And so I fled it. I said, Jill, we can go to other restaurants, but not the Pizza Hut, not anywhere that's all you can eat. It's too dangerous for me. It's too strong a temptation. So today we've seen that though God doesn't tempt us, he does lead us into temptation. And that can be for our good. We've also answered the question about why will we then pray if if it's a good thing, why would we pray against it? And we saw that praying it recognises our weakness our dependence upon God. We need to humble ourselves before God and ask him for help and that we are going to get seriously injured if we experience so many temptations. To pray this prayer really humbles you. It says, I'm not strong enough to resist if you put a temptation there, Lord. I'm a sinner and I will sin again. I need your help. And then lastly... I spoke about how we could resist temptation. Remember you're not alone, that others have gone before you. Others are going with you right now and the God is there helping you in those temptations. And make sure that you resist by studying the scriptures, by praying, by fleeing temptations. Do you pray this prayer, lead us not into temptation? Do you fear that you will fall into the hands of the evil one if you are in temptation? May we all have the humility to pray this prayer, to recognise our sinful tendencies and pray, lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. Let us speak with our God now. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for these words of the Lord Jesus Christ that he encourages us to pray against temptation. Lord, we recognise that you often lead us into temptation and you do it for our good to strengthen us, to help us to encourage others, to make us homesick for heaven. But Lord, we recognise that we are very weak. We are frail. We are so often ready to sin as soon as a temptation comes along. And so Lord we pray that you may not lead us into temptation and we pray that when you do you will deliver us from the evil one that we may stand firm, that we may resist we may be equipped with your scriptures that whatever Satan tells us is okay we know from your word it is not and help us to flee temptation to get away from it as much as we can